Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. The traffic coming into Dublin city centre was woe this morning. A combination of things been slowed up by the rain and also presumably by many people deciding not to use public transport but to use their car to get to or from work. But what's it going to be like later this year when access to Dublin city centre is reduced, made further difficult? We're joined by two guests. Brendan O'Brien, your Head of Technical Services at Dublin City Council. There's been a lot of publicity over the last 24 hours about what is planned. Can you explain what you're doing, please, and why? Okay, thanks. Uh, good evening. Um, so what we're... Um doing, I suppose, or what we came to our SPC, our elected members and uh, interest groups yesterday, uh, was with the results of the consultation on the draft city centre transport plan. So this is a plan we, we published back in September uh, 23. Um, it really arises from a whole raft of, of uh, policies and objectives contained within our development plan, which our councillors had approved in 2022. And what it looks to do is to move um, true traffic away from the city centre and by doing so to, to free up the actual city centre for public transport, walking, cycling, but also for access, for deliveries, for people who still need to, to um, use the city centre. It may be that there's a different routing or whatever to, to get to a particular location. But what we're not doing is we're not closing off access to the city centre. What we're saying is that if you're currently driving through the city centre and don't have a purpose to be in the city centre, then that is what we're, what we're if you like, targeting so that we can reduce the traffic levels in the city centre. But how? If you say, for example, work on the north side of Dublin City and work on, or live in the north side and work on the south side, will you be allowed to share, drive through on the basis that you can prove in some way that that's the only route you can take? No, like wherever we're, we're, we're putting in measures. So, so, so initially, what we're looking at is is Bachelors Walk, uh, Aston's Key, and and some changes in Pier Street. Um, so people will still be able to use Pier Street to get from the north side to the south side. They'll still be able to use, you know, the Matt Talbot Bridge. They'll still be able to use Church Street, Queen Street, uh, Wattling Street. All the, all those bridges are, are are still there. What we're trying to do is we're focused right in the heart of the city centre. So, o- over. You know, the last number of years, um, you know, I suppose the north-south routes would have been reduced, so College Green would have been made, you know, public transport only, for example, really starting back in 2009. Um, But the north and south keys were, were still this you know, um, route through the city centre uh, for people when there is alternative routes and there are alternative ways to get there. The actual leaving of those routes in place um, without doing anything anything to to them, you know, is restricting w- what we can do in the city centre. So we're, we're looking at, you know, trying to make the city centre a better place. We're looking at trying to reduce the the traffic volumes, but we're also trying to, to make it that people who do need to, who do want to be in the city centre, do need to be in the city centre can uh, be able to access it. So, you know, if you're... you oh, sorry, how will they be able to access it if more roads are being closed off? Be- because we're talking about very limited interventions to, to, to prevent people driving, if you like, the full length of the keys. But that does not mean that you, can, you can't drive, say, for example, you can go down to Jervis Street, you can go, and go, go to Queen Street, you can co- come in Amien Street. You know, there's, there's a whole host of routes that you can come into this, to, to the city centre. But aren't they likely to become incredibly congested? That, and ironically, will mean that perhaps additional emissions from cars that might have to travel further... And 
and if they're stuck in traffic jams, might be emitting more polluting fuel. Well, if, if, you, if you look at it from the point of view of saying that what you're trying to do is you're trying to start off with, um, you know, your, your, your mass carrier, your, your, the, the mo- where most people come in or how most people come into the city centre is by public transport. That's what happens at the moment. There's only one in four people at the moment come in to the city centre by car. The rest are coming in by public transport, walking and cycling. So, so this measure is very much aimed at, um, you know, encouraging people to use public transport, certainly, uh, encouraging people to walk and cycle, but also it recognised the fact that there will always be needed to be access into the city centre for people who have business in the city centre who have, you know, need to make deliveries, need to, to access places in the city centre. That's not what we're, you know, saying. It's not a car ban in the entire city centre or anything like that. It is if you like, trying to, to ensure that the majority of people who come into the city centre are facilitated by these measures. There's a lot of comparison with international cities who have done similar things, but then it's pointed out that they have things like underground rail systems or overground rail systems which make it easier for people to use public transport. Do we have sufficient public transport available in Dublin as things stand to allow for this? So, I, I, you know, one of the things we did with this consultation is, is we made all the submissions that we received uh, public. And one of the submissions we received was from Dublin Bus. And if you look at that, it very clearly says, at the moment, their services are not where they should be because of congestion. They're, they're not, you know, their, their headways, their, their ability to, 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 to run to time and so on is being affected by congestion. So if, you know, if we take the current... Uh, level of public transport we have. Public transport use is now above, uh, particularly bus use, is now above where it was pre-COVID. So it's, it's actually increased over where it was previously. And, you know, it is only right that we try and facilitate people who make the choice to use public transport, who, who you know, are relying on public transport. You, you know, it doesn't make much sense for the, for the state to pay a lot of money for, to, to operate public transport services and then leave them stuck in congestion when we believe there are some alternatives to that. There are additional services coming in all the time. BusConnect's network redesign is about 60% complete. That adds 25% capacity across the across the network. Um, the first two of the BusConnect corridors are now approved from from planning. They will start construction, you know, towards the year and start of next year. So there's a lot of uh, investment and um, you know time and energy going into public transport. Uh, we'll have the Dart Plus uh, changes coming in over the next number of years as well. They add considerable amounts of mass transit uh, capacity into the city. Well, they will, won't they, in a number of years' time, whereas this is going to start from August. Yeah, and, and part of the reason for that is is because, for, first of all, we have the current situation where we know our current public transport system is suffering because it can't operate, you know, efficiently, in the, in the, in, particularly in the city centre where everything is, is coming in. So, there is a desire for us to, to start the process of that. And re- remember, when you look at the city centre plan that we, that we uh, have put out there, this is a plan to 28. You know, it's not that everything gets done this year or next year. There's a whole series uh, of measures which, which we're looking at. But what we're saying is initially the, these are measures to, to, to try and free up some of the public transport capacity that is actually there and is, is if you like, being wasted uh, by being stuck in congestion. OK, can I just bring three examples to you that are coming in from listeners. One from Eamon Nicolkenny. How are people supposed to get to the three arena if they're not from Dublin without driving halfway around the city? Uh, how are those without a car supposed to get home from a concert if they need to get home the same night? 
But there are plenty of routes around the, the, the three arena. You, you know, the, 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 the notion that the only way to get to the three arena is to drive through the heart of the city is, is, is simply incorrect. There, there are multiple routes on the north side, the south side, um, you know, to get to the three arena. We're not stopping people taking cars to the three arena by any manner of means. I'll ask another one. What about the uh, the Guinness complex up near Houston Station? Uh, how are the HGVs which come in or go out going to transverse the keys if they can't go through Bachelors Walk or Aston Key? So one of the uh, items there is is um, you know something that ourselves and Diageo are, are going to be in discussion about is, is what kind of new arrangements can be there. But bear in mind, you know, 90% of the HGV traffic during the day on the Keys is, is, is coming from Diageo when, in our view, there are some alternatives that they could be looking at. So that's something that we're going to sit down and discuss with them. But it hasn't been decided in advance of this announcement been made. Well, what, what we've come out with at the moment is, is, is saying here, here's the various different measures. You know, and if if you look at our consultation report, we're very clear. There's people who have said, like, how do we do this? How do we do that? We're we're going to sit down with them and actually work through through and uh, talk through. There may be some other, you know, changes or tweaks that we need to do to 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 facilitate, you know, um, particular items or particular areas. Um, this is all part of the process. We're not making the change in the morning. You know, the change is still some considerable time away. Okay, and one other one. What about um, city centre retailers? Because the likes, the owners of Brown Thomas and Arnott's, for example, it is known that they are fearful for their future investment because they feel this may reduce footfall. Yeah, again, like, you, you know, online you can read what uh, BT and Arnott's have actually set, submitted to us and, you know, they acknowledge the, the you know, the if you like, the vision and, and what's what we're trying to achieve by, by, by doing this. They do have concerns, particularly around Arnott's, and that's something, again, we've said we'll, we'll, we'll sit down and, and start talking through what, what their particular concerns are. Thank you very much, Brendan O'Brien, Head of Technical Services at Dublin City Council. Keith Gavin, you're from the Irish Parking Association. Many of your members have multi-storey car parks in Dublin city centre area. What do you make of all that? Good evening, Matt. Um, obviously, we would have serious concerns about the potential economic impact of these measures. Um, this is all part of a campaign to reduce private car access to the city centre, which, while that's laudable and, and understandable, it's very much a, a case of the cart before the horse. Uh, we don't have an adequate public transport network. Even the the proposed introduction of bus connect routes, etc., will still leave us with a pretty much a third world public transport infrastructure. A lot of people have no choice but to use their private car to access the city centre. And trying to say that it's uh, about reducing through traffic, that's, um, that's a non-runner because really, if you're bringing in these measures to prevent car access along the Quays, Pier Street, etc., you're basically just making it totally unattractive and frustrating motorists and driving them to competing economic centres like out-of-town shopping centres. Okay, but is this not good for the environment? Is it not good for the city that it'll make it a more vibrant place for people to enjoy if they can walk around it freely and if they can cycle around it without being fearful of the traffic? Now that all sounds beautiful and and, and um, ideal, Matt, but uh, like a city still needs to be economically viable. Now, we've already seen a 30% reduction in car traffic in the city centre in the last 10 years. Each time there's been an intervention like this made and these kind of traffic restrictions, 
there is a corresponding decrease in footfall. If this continues, retail and business businesses will find it totally unviable in the city centre. We already have a high vacancy rate. You only have to look around and see the state of the city centre. I mean, culturally, I don't know if we're um, really uh, up for this kind of, you know, beautiful European boulevards and civic plazas, etc. Most of these things, all they do is attract antisocial activity. That's a very negative approach. I think that's but not very positive truth, about, I mean, about the nature look, of Irish people, is it? But Matt, it's the truth. I mean, like, all you have to do is look and see the experience we've had. Look at Temple Bar. Look at the experience. Talk to retailers on Capel Street about the recent pedestrianisation and what it's done to their businesses. I mean, these people are suffering. Their businesses are suffering. But your and, concern is your members' businesses, way. isn't it? The fact that you've invested in providing car parking spaces and now you may not be able to get the revenue back and by and that, selling car parking an, spaces by the hour. That's an easy accusation to level, Matt, but... Is it I'm not true? Make, I, but I'm going to make the point to you. Nobody comes into the city centre to go to a car park. They come in to go to the retailers and the businesses and the facilities that our parking facilities serve. So if our customers, who are the retailers, the hotels, the shopping centres, etc., if their business is suffering, obviously our business is going to suffer. But the city centre is going to suffer. And economically, who's paying for all of this? Without a vibrant city centre, we're going to hollow out the city centre. We're going to end up with the donut effect that we've seen uh, uh, throughout uh, the Western world. And that's not something that we want to see for Dublin city centre. Keep Gavin of the Irish Parking Association. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.